This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Yo, hey, it's your man KR from Bedstar, and we have another amazing podcast for you today. We have some new guests on and uh, can't wait to introduce them and get started with the show. So um, let's welcome one of our newcomers, Sasha, to the show. Hey, Sasha, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm glad to be here. Hopefully I have uh, enough to contribute and uh, excited to uh, be a part of this. Right on. Can you can you give our listeners a little bit of uh, your background, um, just so they know who they're talking, who's talking to them? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, marketing and comms, kind of a corporate shell. Okay. <laughs> uh, individual currently um, don't have anything specific to plug at the moment, okay. but sending lots of light and positive vibes out of the universe to everyone. We need it. We need it. Look, if that's all you bring to the table, we accept it with open arms. And then we have James. James is in the building uh, live and direct from LA. How are you doing, James? And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good morning. I have a fresh cup of coffee here on the West Coast. Uh, Thank you. Just so excited to have something interesting happening during the middle of a quarantine. So I know that's it. right. Give us a little back. Give us a little bit of your background, James. What do you do so our listeners can can connect with you right away? Yeah, I I also I navigate two worlds. Uh, I also work in that uh, corporate communications world, um, mm-hmm. and I'm also a stand up comedian. Uh oh. So, yes, Uh-oh. absolutely. Now, now you better be funny because Leon gonna be all over you now. Leon, I, is, I, nope, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. Leon, nope. Yeah, Leon, not is I. funny dude. No, not you. <laughs> not not I. No. You're going, you're going, you cut, yeah, cut James some slack because we want him to come back. Yeah, yeah. everyone, try yeah. not to be, Everyone, tone down the funny, please. Yeah, uh, very <laughs> <Thank> insecure. <you. laughs> <Appreciate that. laughs> is He's it? Like, oh, guys, we, guys, please. <laughs> we got a packed house today. Is that Bree bringing the tea? Oh my gosh. Of course, you know oh. we're going to miss this juicy oh, topic. God. Bring the the tea. All right, so Brianna, we have two new um, guests on. We have Sasha on, and we also have James on deck. So welcome them. Brianna is our our resident um, millennial, an amazing human being and personality. And of course, um, A Divine is on. Um, Miss Avis, baby. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So now, can we jump in? Are you guys ready for the feel good story today? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Please, let's do it. All right, we're gonna vibe around this feel good story. This one really got me. I swear, I was reading it, and uh, I had to fight back tears uh, a few times. So I'm gonna jump right in. Let's see this gentleman right here. So okay, today's feel good story comes out of Detroit, Michigan. Okay, a compassionate Michigan man is being praised for using his savings to buy gas for nurses fighting the coronavirus outbreak. Last week, Alan Marshall stood on the corner of the Exxon gas station near near Detroit's medical center holding a sign that read, free gas for nurses. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Marshall ended up spending $900 of his own money to fill the tanks of between 50 to 80 vehicles that belong to medical workers on the hospital's front line. 
Isn't that isn't that awesome? That's amazing. That's, that's huge. That's a great that's story. Great. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it that's really amazing. is. It really is. It's just so touching. Uh, so although Marshall had originally been saving the money to buy himself a knife sharpening tool, he felt inspired to do something nice for the local hospital staffers after dropping his wife, who is an essential worker, off at her shift with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm. Um, I just love them, and I wanted to let them know, he told uh, the, the radio, uh, the TV station. What kind of knife sharpener cost $900? <laughs> he was getting a sword sharpener. This man was yeah. getting a katana blade or something. What? <laughs> I didn't want to ask any questions. About knife sharpening. Knife sharpening, but I just thought, you know, the gesture of humanity uh, superseded, you know, that. Um, Do you have to have a savings account for a knife sharpener, though? Well, <laughs> yeah, you really want to get behind you know, this knife story, huh? Look, man, look maybe in that part of Michigan, you do. That's <laughs> it. Right, it might be a yeah. knife. Might be one of those Rambo, you know, John Rambo type things. He, I don't want to know. Well, he's going to um, get blessed for that because uh, he's going to get a knife sharpener and so much more for his his kind humanity that he presented. Absolutely. That's what we get for the whole. Um, humankind situation. We are now supposed to really understand that we are actually supposed to be kind. Right. Yes. Being, yes. Um, Absolutely. Yes. And be of greater service to each other, you know, yes. and yes. use this technology, you know, look, the technology isn't, isn't designed for us to send each other nasty messages across the ethernet. <laughs> We're actually supposed to use it to be of greater service. Absolutely. So wanted to, you know, that, that article really touched me and uh, wanted to big up that gentleman out of, uh, outside of uh, Detroit. Um, big so up, big up. we all, we all feeling good and connected and, and, yeah. And ready to jump in with the topic? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, really, that's what's up. Won't be the I'm last a, time I talk about the knife, but yeah, we good. We'll <laughs> be I'm, thinking about it, but he won't yeah. talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So, Big O, what kind of topic we got today? I know you got a bomb. I like this one, and I like the cast that we have to discuss it. This is going to be uh -oh, great. Let's do I, it. I feel like uh, this can go either way. So, uh -oh, the topic of today, <laughs> the word selfish. Is it unfairly depicted negatively could you and should you be selfish in a i'm sure you could but should you be selfish in a relationship what forms of selfishness are okay okay so let's knock it over because selfishness has a very powerful kind of connotation often negative um but yeah let's talk about it. how how has it been unfairly depicted as negative um, go first Breathe with the tea. Yeah. You know it. I'm pouring my tea right now. <laughs> so honestly, I was doing like some research and stuff and I was trying to look up just like different ways to describe someone who just takes care of themselves, you know? And every time I looked it up, it came up as something negative. So I do feel like it is, it's unfair, you know, like to say, because just because I'm taking care of myself doesn't mean I'm selfish. There's a difference between being selfish and taking care of, no, or knowing how to take care of yourself, you know? Self-care. Self right, yeah. You know, like, I feel like that's that's depicted negatively. Now, don't get me wrong. People get that misconstrued. They think that self-care and selfish is like, there's a thin line between it, and they often cross that line, you know? So they're like, oh, 
how they're doing selfish, um, you know, activities or antics. And then they classify it as, oh, well, I was doing self-care and I was trying to think about myself. And that self-care should not mean you hurting others in the process. You know, like that's so when like, it becomes. Go ahead. No, it's like having uh, an example would be like eating all the dollar chocolates that never got shared around for uh, <laughs> you know, the rest of the guests. That would yes. be self-care. For selfish, that was I don't selfish. know. That was okay, selfish. all right. I just I want to be clear. I owe some Easter chocolates now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, the self care shouldn't mean that you're hurting anyone else in the process. That's what makes it easy for someone to support you caring for yourself, you know, and not ha- yeah. not have it seen as being selfish. But if you're doing something and it's hurting others around you or hurting even someone that you don't know, then it becomes selfish. You only thought about yourself in that process, you know. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, for me, I just want to read the definition of selfish. A person, action, or motive lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. So that's the definition of selfish. For me, you know, I always got to go back to what I need to receive inside of a relationship, which is value for value. Mm-hmm. You know, it, give and take. You know, and if it's anything less than that, people can become selfish, you right. know, but I totally agree, Brianna, with the with the self-care situation with us being in relationship and understanding that we got to take care of ourselves first. That's not selfish. You're right. Mm-hmm. I looked up the same thing and everything came up for something negative with mm-hmm. wanting to take care of yourself. That's just actually protecting your own well-being. So you can right. be that better inside of any relationship. So I, I totally totally agree with that because we have to have standards in the way that people are going to treat us inside of any any relationship so that's to me that's not being selfish that's that's protecting your own well-being and yes right. that's the whole them depicting it in negativity because people want self-gratification most times in relationships where it's just me 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 right. me, me me and that's that's more that's being more selfish when you want to just self self-gratify and mm-hmm. always be right. And again, I, I hate to bring up the happy wife, happy life, but that's part of the self-gratification when females say that. Yeah. That they just want their own self-gratification. So that, that can be selfish. That can be controlling. But yeah, with, without core values in any relationship, most most people will probably be selfish and just worry about themselves. A, a better yeah. term for that happy wife, happy life. And I think I got this from Leon. I heard yeah. this from him. Right, yeah. Happy spouse, happy, spouse happy house. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yes, piggybacking I- on what Avis was saying, yeah, the, the selfishness and, and breathe with the tea. Um, you're talking about the one-sided yeah. transactions. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's considered where it's just like I'm only in it for me. But let's let's go to the newcomers in here. Yes. We got we got some some new voices. I always love it when <laughs> and, we have new voices. I want to hear from them. And they're and they're both married, so they're definitely going to be able to shit insights. So. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Which one of y'all believes happy wife, happy life, and the other believes happy spouse, happy house? Uh, wow. either one, yeah, either one's true enough. I would put <laughs> selfishness or really lack thereof or either one in the context of a couple, a unit, a unit, a union. So one person's selfishness is totally okay if the other person allows for it. If you look at 
the two parties involved as like the two pieces, um, two puzzle pieces that fit together just right, where one person tends to be more selfish if the other party mm -hmm. allows for it and is therefore less selfish, but that mm -hmm. works for them together, then by all means, and vice versa, right? Where the first party is more giving, but then the second party is sort of more self-centered. Um, if it fits together, all things being equal, right, then it works. However, and we see a lot of it now because we're sort of out of the comfort zone of going about the business um, as usual, that's where things can turn sour because we are out of our normal element and mm -hmm. we start to butt heads a little bit more. Um, but otherwise, I think, yeah, selfishness, there's space for it. Absolutely. If it works for the two parties involved, then go for it. Yeah, I think what you're saying, like, I, I totally feel that, like, uh, I think that's a good way of putting it. I like both phrases. Um, my research last night involved, I've been married 11 years, and I asked, I told my wife that, that I was going to be doing this podcast, and I said what the subject, <laughs> subject was, selfishness <laughs> in a relationship. She said, and her response, <laughs> literal response in the moment was, well, you should know a lot about that, which <laughs> I am coming in as an expert. Uh, today, <laughs> today, she amended it to be like, you know a lot about that because I'm selfish too, you know? So, but I do think there is something to that balance um, because it makes me think like it is self-care. Um, I had an old friend tell me once, it was one of those things someone says to you that like sticks forever. And he, he talked about liking yourself. And he said, because you have to spend every second with yourself. And I've thought about that a lot. Like, man, you have to be happy with that person that it's literally there for every second. Because then I think if you are, then you're happy. You're making this other person happy if you're in a relationship, too. Which now in quarantine is also literally every second. So it helps <laughs> to like each other, too. <laughs> so is there a line, would you say there's a line between self-care and selfishness? And, and, and it seems like that is something that really needs to be more divine, uh, defined and explored inside of relationships, right? So how do you, how do you, how do you uh, navigate inside of self-care? And, um, and, and selfishness, because right, there's a certain degree of we're, we're all selfish to a greater or lesser degree, depending right. on circumstance situations that we find ourselves in. And, and as Sasha said, you know, as, as, as a piece to a puzzle in, in certain instances that can work, um, that self-centric person can work, um, to unify the whole because the other person really isn't that, it, it doesn't bother them. It doesn't cause them to be at a loss. So I, would I think, say, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to, yeah, respect and consideration, mm -hmm. just of the people around you in general, like it's so being highlighted right now, you know, you can't, your self care shouldn't be like, my favorite thing to do is touch my face and give strangers hugs, right? Like you, you right. have to find things that aren't invasive and similar in a relationship. I actually like, smoking cigars occasionally uh i know my wife doesn't like it she doesn't right. like the smell 
So I find my own ways to do it sometimes. I just couldn't be like, you know, sorry, this is my self-care. You have to deal with it. Like it's affecting the other person's. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think um, one of the things I I got this from uh, a website, Psychology Today, they put it really well, is that often termed times we always think in dichotic natures, right? Black or white, black or white is this or that. And there's a lot of gray area uh, to your point, Nas, where where selfishness and self-care kind of blend in together. And it doesn't mean it's negative one way or the other, but the uh, article I'm speaking specifically on defines it into three categories. It's considered bad selfishness, where it's those one-sided transactions, as, as Avis spoke about earlier. Then he goes on to speak about neutral selfishness and this is where there's kind of like a win-win situation where maybe we're trading for something so maybe like i have uh, an album from an artist that i don't really value that much but you have an album we both have albums that we don't uh value as much as we value the other person's album so it's a trade-off i get something out of it and you get something out of it and then there's also he goes on to talk about how two-sided transactions are economic. Um, but then there's also what is considered good selfishness. Uh, and good selfishness, uh, let me find it real quick, is um, more so of like the self-care. Basically, how can you take care of yourself or how can you take care of others if you are not your best self, right? Finding yeah. that moment uh, even what he uses is, you know, the airlines, they always say the air, the, uh, the, uh, air oxygen mask, right. The oxygen mask is where it's like, take care, put on your oxygen mask first before trying to help others. Right. Because if you're no good and like, uh, like, <clears throat> like James was just saying, if you're with yourself and if you're not happy with yourself, how can you exude? If you are not happy within yourself, right? If you're not functioning at your best, how can you be any good to anyone else? There's, there's a, there's a book out. Uh, I read it some time ago. It's, uh, uh, I believe it was a, a monk uh, by the name of Thomas More, and he wrote a book called uh, Care for the Soul. And so, and and I, and, and you know, the basic theme is is that in order to care for the souls of others, you first have to know how to take care of your own. Right. You first know, have to know how to serve uh, yourself and your best interests, not in a selfish way, but in a selfless way. Right. And so once you're able to do that, then you're able to meet the needs and be of greater service to um, your fellow life mates. So it's Thomas More's care of or Thomas More's care for the soul. And Does anybody have. Uh, examples of moments in their relationship, either current or past, where they realize like their selfishness was harming the relationship, or vice wow. versa, where they realize like, hey, well, you know, I got a story. <laughs> that 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 maybe you know in your past relationships where somebody was like, I thought I could get along with you smoking cigars, and I know it makes you happy, but I'm going to be selfish and ask this because I can't be around quote unquote, a smoker or, or maybe even uh, Sasha, if you had some examples where that symbiotic relationship didn't work, where it's like your selfishness does not meet. Um, I guess the transaction is, is more on your side than it is on my side type thing. So I don't know if I would 
share any examples that would be accurate in my present <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Since everything is awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you, to your point earlier, that there are sort of levels to being selfish and mature, right? So there's certain acts of selfishness that are just simply uh, immaturity, right? Like, um, I don't know. But for example, if you know that your family or as a couple, you are financially struggling, right? It would be very selfish and immature for you to continuously uh, empty out the bank account on some sure. frivolous spending, right? Yes. You're not putting the best of your unit or whatever, your couple, mm -hmm. your common goals uh, as a priority and just sort of uh, tapping into the, those immature ways, right? Selfish ways. So yes, something simple like that would probably be a deal breaker for a lot of people, definitely yeah. for me. And I mean, it should be right. for everyone. It, yes. um, yeah. I mean, remedial as it sounds, right? Like it's not, but there are a lot of examples like that, I think, in the day-to-day -day life where uh, it's not necessarily even being selfish to better yourself. It's being selfish because you're just not mature enough to be mm -hmm. in a respectful relationship. It's right, that right. One don't side. know any better. It's that one-sided exactly. transaction. Exactly. So, so yeah. Avis, you said you had a story because yeah. I, I have a question for James that's going to kind of make it. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a minor. Um, I had not long, my children, my ex-husband, we had probably been separated, I don't know, maybe two years. And I started dating again. Met this really nice guy. He lived in upstate New York, so that means he drove like maybe five hours or so to come to Philly every weekend. And I, I appreciated that so much. But maybe like two, three months in, because, you know, I love being alone and meditating and having peace and time to myself, I suggested one weekend, how about we just, you know, you just go to your place, I, you know, I'll stay here. And, you know, we not see each other, you know, just, to, you know, some peace of mind, et cetera. And it, it automatically jumped to, oh my God, what does that mean? You don't like me anymore? You don't, you don't want to mm -hmm. be with me? type of situation I was even called selfish in inside of the moment but I still wound up you know getting what I needed because it was just going to be too much for me you didn't let him guilt you into coming to to see no no sorry i actually have yeah. a situation too okay um like just from previous relationships one thing i had to learn was that i was being selfish myself and like i was being selfish with my emotions so i i say that i have a turtle shell and there's times when like if i get angry i get frustrated i'm sad I get, I go into my turtle shell, I shut down and I wouldn't open up. And a lot of times like it would cause arguments and, you know, people want to be like, listen, all right, I'm done with you, girl. And I, at a point in time, I had to realize that like me not expressing and telling them how to fix or help me fix the situation was me being selfish because I wasn't giving them the benefit of the doubt that they could help me in the situation. I was just shutting down like, you know what, forget it. Nope. It's just going to lead into an argument not realizing that I was the one causing the argument in a sense, you know? So just to kind of realize that 
in a way I was being selfish and not even intentionally trying to be selfish, but just because I had that, that protection, that defense mechanism, you know, and, and it prevented me from opening up. Somebody said something. No, you <laughs> no, at the floor. That's, that's beautiful. You said that because that's part of your self care and knowing yourself and paying attention to your well being and knowing it's not the other person's fault. So that's a beautiful right, reflection yeah. of itself. I got a therapy. I got a, I got a question. Just and this is for everybody. Is it because the more I hear about, the more I'm listening to everyone. Is it being in a relationship in itself a form of selfishness? Right? Like, don't you think? Uh, you're with someone because of how they make you feel, right? And you're not necessarily you're not necessarily you're not necessarily with them. I mean, the relationships are, that last are the ones that are healthy in the sense that we help each other grow and be our best selves, and we can provide an environment where that person can become their best selves. But also, I always like to say, no good deed goes unpunished. Right? We want them to be their best selves to basically reflect on us and help us enjoy. Right. So it's, imagine if you were saying, like, I'm just going to make you your better self, but your better self has nothing, has no benefit to me whatsoever. Would That's you be in a relationship that, then? Yeah, that? honestly, I've, I've been in my I feel like my past relationship, the one I just recently got out of. We got with each other really young. I was 18, he was 17, and we we were with each other for five years. I'm now 23, he's 22, right? With that being said, I feel like we've helped each other become better people, and now we're no longer together. It wasn't for me, for any kind of benefit of myself. Anything that I helped him with was because I wanted to see him grow naturally, whether we break up. And he goes and he, he, you know, he explores with another female, whoever. That's his business. But I want to know that he has the tools to continue to survive even without me in the picture. You know, mm-hmm. like, because that's just me wanting to see other people grow too and be able to, you know, do good too, not just myself. So it doesn't matter. Even if, like I come into a relationship with someone just because like I like you as a person. I like how you carry yourself. I like how you stand up for yourself. I like how you ask for help and let me help you. You know, like I like how I can come for to you for help and so forth you know like it's just and it doesn't have to be financial things just listen to me like I just need an ear I just need someone to sit down and say listen you got all the time in the world for me to just listen to you that's all I needed and thank you you know like just the little things and I'm here vice versa you know it doesn't have to be selfish in a sense because we're helping each other I'm not just taking and taking and taking and not giving back you know so so well said um so big o what's our what's our topic for today what are we what are we discussing for our listeners who just joined us um what's our hot topic today selfish is it unfairly depicted is it depicted negatively unfairly should you be selfish in a relationship uh what forms of selfishness are okay what forms aren't okay so we're knocking it around got a lot of good uh viewpoints from both angles on it, uh, defining selfish versus self-care. And what do we always say, right? We're not subject matter experts, right? And, and no, I always not. personally say I'm really bad at dating and relationships, but just because I'm bad at it doesn't mean you have to be. And that's what talk it over is about, right? It allows, um, for us to, to have meaningful dialogue and assist others if we can. And the show really only has one question, right? And it's, can we talk it over in this big old bed? All right. What questions did you have for James? 
Yeah, oh, I was curious. Yeah, James, you still there? Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah. So, so, James, what would happen if your wife said to you, look, um, you smoking cigars is a health concern that I have for you, right? I, I get it. It's a fun activity. You enjoy doing it. I would never want to take that away. But we're, we're married and we're in this for the long haul. Would you feel she was being selfish to ask you to stop? because of health concerns and would you be selfish if you continue to do it if, if, if would like how how would you well yeah how would you tackle that situation hopefully is well i guess i could say this, this is probably uh, less hypothetical than it is more reality um right. i've uh, definitely we we have those kind of conversations right. a, a lot about many things and <laughs> it definitely I, I think it would be selfish of me to totally ignore and I think that's where it comes the maturity that Sasha brought up where it's, it's like, Hey, you know, this, you got to take some reasonable health measures too. So probably work out a balance, yes. like, you sure. know, sure. Um, because it is interesting thing to bring up because I do believe in a relationship, you know, like when you have friends that like a red flag for me, that the thing's not going to work out is when you can see your friend not being themselves around their significant other, feel like their wow. personality changes and stuff. And to me, that's a red flag because I, I think you need to bring yourself yes. with respect of the other person. Because, like, for me, one of my self-care, I was thinking about it as everyone's talking, is uh, I, I don't like hard, rigid plans. More of a kind of, I like an open, Go open schedule. Go with the flow. And I yes. stand by that. To me, it's like yes. a life philosophy. But my wife would point out, yes, but sometimes if we want to do something like see these other people in our lives, we have to make plans. <laughs> so I understand that. James, we have a plan. You have to stick to it. Exactly. <laughs> something like that. I would never do that impression. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, something like that. It's a, it's a little, little balance there that needs to be had. Yeah. Absolutely. So, go ahead, Leon. You, did you want to? Because I want to piggyback on something James said, but I want to give you the floor too. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I was just looking at an article I found um, uh, at uh, what's that? Uh, so, showbiz cheat sheet. I know it sounds weird that they would even have an article about this, but um, apparently they, they they did a study. Uh, social scientists from the University of Arizona conducted a study which included responses from 154 married and unmarried couples. Couples with the link with the lengths of their relationships ranging from six months to forty four years. The, stu- the survey found that making small sacrifices for your partner when you don't feel like it could actually be damaging to your relationship. Uh, additionally, the study reports uh, reported that when these sacrifices were done by a partner who was feeling stress, it actually can make the stress worse and cause arguments. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of think that that the idea of being selfish um, just based off the, just hearing that, I mean, sorry, reading that from what the study found with people who are living these experiences with, with their partners, that um, maybe the person that they were doing the, the, you know, uh, sacrifices for, maybe they weren't asking for it, but they were thinking about the relationship as a whole and they figured, well, you know, I, if you want to make this work, this is what you have to do. But, you know, if, if people aren't clear on what they, like, if you don't set your boundaries as far as um, what's necessary for you when it comes to how you need to, uh, you know, rock as a human, then when you're getting in the relationship with your partner, 
maybe these those things that you need to do are going to seem sort of foreign to them because you didn't express it. So I feel like if you kind of do it, like James, like you said, you you like to smoke cigars. I'm quite sure you didn't wake up after 11 years and say, hey, babe, I want to smoke cigars now. You know, she's kind of known that about you, you know, exactly set right. that standard. So I think that that's one important sort of way of looking at, you know, how you can, you know, set the have clarity between what's considered selfish and uh, the, the the buzzword for the day, self-care. So, you know. To, to your point, Leon, so is the question then, are we not selfish enough up front? Are we not mm-hmm. being yeah. like our authentic selves when we get into, say, a new situation, right? Where we don't set the expectations mm-hmm. sincerely and we're just like, oh, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. Absolutely. Until it That's, reaches. It's great. Until it's not a critical mass. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mass and, and, no. then, and, then, and then the other the person who is now like your, uh, the, the other person is feeling like this is, this isn't fair. Like, why, why is this so, why are you bringing us into this relationship now? And it's like, well, you know, you didn't do your job. Right. How long have you been feeling like yeah. this? Right. Yeah. That question. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you had, a, you had something you wanted to insert, Olin? Well, no, no, it was just more of, of some things that James touched on or the, the example that you gave him where he was saying, you know, it's a, it's a health concern. And I was just wondering and not specific to your case, James, but I was wondering how often are our uh, not disagreements, but when we want someone to change a habit that we don't find um, becoming of that person or whatever or healthy. Right. Yeah, or healthy, but how how often do we use that health? Because I have that issue sometimes myself. Where in relationships, it's like, hey, I wish you were more active, or do this, or do that, because I am in the health field uh, as a personal trainer, so I know it's a high value for me. And I just look down the road, like when I'm you know ten, twenty, another thirty years down the road, I want to be able to do these things physically. And if you're going to be my partner, I would love for you to be able to do them with me. But I know that if you're not doing these now, that's going to be an impossibility. In the well, I think to that so. point, though, I think to that point, oh, like, you knowing that about yourself allows you, I think, to set that standard from the gate. You know, right. so not only are you going to be putting those energy, that energy out into the universe to attract that partner who is in line with you, even if you don't necessarily get that um, vibe from them. I, I would like to think that, you know, you'd be mature enough and responsible enough for yourself to to let that person know what's important because then they can decide, mm, maybe this is going to work, maybe it's not going to work. Or you can decide maybe it's going to work, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think well, that's... Which is, you know, when we talk about lifestyle matches, to me, that's something that always pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would that be a red flag for any of you if you met someone, because a lot of what Talk It Over d- deals with are the courting and the dating, the very early stages of getting to know someone. If you discern that someone was selfish, like, would you would you stop it before I'm it out. started or, would you, or no. would you allow it to go no, um, a no. little further down the road? Yeah, Leon, you out. Deuces. Yes. Yes. And- Deuces. Don't even waste time. Yeah, just, yeah me just, and Leon are meeting at the bar on the corner. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you, you, you out too? You too, yo. Why did you do that long? Could that be considered selfish because you didn't allow 
uh, enough no. time to actually. No, no you're no. out. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, again, I think it goes back to the boundaries and knowing yourself and what you're yes. gonna allow. You know, mm-hmm. like you're. You know, like I'm, I'm a caretaker. I like to take care of people. And if I see already that you like to cross boundaries and take advantage, then yes. I have to cut you off, you know, yep. because then mm-hmm. I, along the line down the road, all I'm going to, all you're going to do is just take advantage of me. And I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. Watch, watch out for those right. emotional manipulators. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. why I say, I, I say that I don't believe that opposites attract. I don't, I don't believe that. Cause I feel like uh-huh. if you're, if that's true, then you have somebody giving and the other one's taking. So they do, but then they kill each other. Right. That's, well, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> With that, like, they, that that's a really interesting. It's a really interesting point because I feel like my wife and I, in a lot of ways are opposite, but I think someone said earlier something about values. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it comes back. So you, James, like you if you get to the core, <laughs> uh, if you could, you could have different vibes, different energies, uh, different ways you approach day-to-day life. But if the core values are the same, I think yes. that helps a lot. I, early on when my wife and I were dating, uh, this was about 14 years ago. So we were, it was going well. Maybe this was like third or fourth date. We're out to eat. And I, uh, I knew the waitress who came over. Uh, to Uh-oh. take her order. I hadn't seen her while we <laughs> chatted for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh, it's so surprised to see her. Good friend of mine. And uh, It's your friend, huh? <laughs> after she walked away, uh, my girlfriend, a woman I was dating, now wife, was looking at the menu and she was taking a second. She's like, sorry, just uh, you're flirting with the waitress. So just take a second here. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy. But that was 14 years ago, so... She's still the same. She's still the same. Flirt with the race waitress, James. I was not. I'm a social person. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> yeah. Socially distance yourself, sir. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is, you know, the only dating uh, podcast that begins in bed. And uh, we have an amazing topic and even more amazing guest. Um, Yes, look, feel free to uh, to hit us up. Um, oh, where, where can people find us? Where, where, where? Well, there's always the two biggest ones, the two biggest places that we have other than the podcast on Spotify and, and I, not even iTunes, but you, know, you can find us there. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, talkitover.show. We would love to hear you, have your feedback. We've actually had guests on the show who yeah. started out as – Fans. We didn't know them. Yeah, we didn't know them personally. Nobody had any connections to them, but they commented, said they liked the content that we were delivering. And we invited them to be a part of the growing Talk It Over network. Yeah, family. Yeah, if you feel if you are feeling and everybody has something that they can contribute to all of these topics. But please, we want to make sure that we are a podcast of the people and that we are reaching and hitting those topics. By the people uh, and for the people. Yeah, That's right. that you'd want to hear about. So yes. I wouldn't say nothing is off limits, but just, you know, <laughs> we want to, we want to have a wholesome discussion and move uh, people's dating and relationship uh, knowledge base so that they can find that happiness out there that is unique for them and whatever it is they want out of their life. Absolutely. So, James, with, with that said, where can we find you? Like, where can our listeners find you if they want some stand up or some? Yeah. Wisdom? 
uh, before your wife throws a, a coffee cup in your hand. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> yeah, I have one minute here. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the Jimmy Vic, V-I-C-K. My family right calls on. me Jimmy. So okay. I want uh, and actually, I have some stand-up shows coming up in Chicago, the best comedy uh-huh. club in the world, I think, Zanies in Chicago, that are most certainly going to be canceled. So, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I think at my pain. Yes, like, exactly. I, I might do something oh, live man. next week pain on uh, April twentieth. So, okay. um, you could find me out there, James Vickery. And thanks, uh-huh. I love the discussion. All How right. long have you been in the uh, the comic world, James? Oh, about uh, 16 years. Right on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. So, yeah. So, your, your wife met you as a comedian. That's what's up. Yeah, we met in an improv acting class, actually. Wow. She's an actress Aww. and a okay. comedian herself. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I get, yeah, some core values. Get it. <laughs> so, uh, wow. So, um, Sasha, will you come back and, and join us? I would love to come back if you guys will have me back. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, we appreciate your your wisdom and your insight. <laughs> we definitely, definitely want to have you come back. And thank you for introducing us to James. Uh, can we call you Jimmy? Um, can we all call you? Absolutely. You, you can call all me right. Jimmy or James. Yeah. No, Jim. Yeah. I don't go back. No, Jim. Jim. Yeah, I got no, you. Jim. Jimmy works. <laughs> yeah. um, I definitely want to thank my other guests who always come in and show up and show out. <clears throat> a Divine, you still in the building? Special K, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. That's what I'm talking about. Miss Bree bringing the tea. Yes. Yes. Good to see you, Bree. You look wonderful. Likewise. Yes. How's Thank how's you. your baby doing? She's good. She's bad. Oh, about to buy her new toys. Oh, oh now where is she? She's oh, she's actually you? with her dad right now. Oh, she with daddy. Okay, wow. Yeah, she's okay. coming tonight. Yeah. Oh, shucks. That's what's up. <laughs> and uh, brother Leon, let me tell mm-hmm. you, Jimmy, Sasha, King mm-hmm. Kong ain't got none oh. on <laughs> <laughs> Leon brings it. We'll see yeah, you again, Leon. You know it. You know it. Nick. Really appreciate you. Once right. again, big O. Always Can't keep forget about it. Keeping you in the know. And we want to definitely thank um, our producer, Miss Anna Banana, who is handling all the technical nuances. Mm-hmm. And it is she is bursting out the seams to actually get on air and um, and do some of the uh, join some of the podcasts. And we'll definitely make that happen. Mm-hmm. Also want to thank our other um, producer, uh, Mr. Bumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, our producer, uh, our co-producer, uh, Big O, in addition to hosting the show, um, Big O is one of our producers. And um, yeah, with that said, look, thank you all once again. Stay safe. Hey, um, fine. We got stay you. healthy. We got you. Shout out. And, uh, and, you know, as I always say, may all your ups and downs be in the bed. Slow motion for me. You've right been now. listening to yeah. Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.